Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. Where is Johnny? I've been waiting for this new shipment he's bringing in. Ah. Oh. Hey, is that you, Johnny? Let me in! Ah, get in here. Open the door yourself. My goodness. I don't know why I just, it wasn't locked. I, no, it wasn't. Well, I got the new shipment right here. Oh, finally. Yeah, we can get this work done. Uh, the, you got all the building materials I asked for? Yeah, of course I did. Okay. Everything that was on this little checklist here, I got all of it. We should be able to finish with the stuff that I brought. And on top of that, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I guarantee I personally have the best quality stuff when it comes to this. I don't know. I've been uh, manufacturing my own, and it's it's high-quality material. Mine's the best, though. I've been told. Well, listen, we just got to quit fighting about it and just get this project done. This is a huge project. You're right. You're right. We're getting a lot of money for this. Finally, our brilliance has been uh, proven to... I don't know where I'm going with this sentence, but we're getting money for it. <laughs> right. It's, I'm finding it really interesting working in space. Yeah. You know, just with these... Anti-gravity suits and just uh, this massive budget we've been given for this project. I know. I know. It's crazy. And some would say improbable. Exactly. Yeah. But that's not true. I think we're close to done. Here's here's this piece here. Uh, let me get this little... This is going to be for my own personal stash right here, Trevor. Here you go. Put it right there in the top corner. This is going to be an impressive fortress. Look at that thing. The, the people who asked us to do this are going to be blown away. Look at this thing. You know what we should do? You know, if I was paying a lot of money for something, I would want to see in-progress shots, right? Yeah, do you want to get them on the phone and just, just show them what we're doing? I'm going to take a picture. Okay. This is space. I'm assuming this is at least you now. You cell service up I have here. cell service yeah. up here, of course. Uh, I'm going to take a picture. Here we go. Okay. Right. It always obviously makes that noise. Yeah. <laughs> and let me send the text to the guys. That's what a text sounds like, yeah. right? And sit. Okay. All right. Well, uh, what do you think of us so far? I mean, we only got what maybe a day's work left on this. Yeah, and that's mostly just adding finishing touches and yeah. you know, little paint here and there, maybe. Yeah. Oh wait, man, I got I'm getting a buzz here. Your phone sounds weird. It's, I don't know what's wrong. Here, let me get it. Um. Okay, let me open it. Oh. Um, Wait, what's wrong? Little uh, worried look on your face. Yeah, we have we we have a problem. What? Um, when I was telling you about this job, yeah, it was over the phone, uh -huh. and I think that I misheard them. What do you mean? They wanted an air fortress. Air fortress? Not a hair fortress. You told me hair fortress. Because that's what I thought they said. I went bald for this. Oh my goodness. I've been growing and shaving my own hair for months. Almost a year now. I know. And they didn't even want a hair fortress? My made-up wife thought I had the mange. Oh, Air fortress? That makes so much more sense. We're in space. They're wanting to defeat this other corporation. That totally makes sense. I should have known you were being stupid. Hair Fortress? Who ever heard of such a stupid thing? Well, uh, it looks pretty great though, right? It actually does look pretty good. It's an impressive comb over. You know... <laughs> you know what I'm thinking though? What? Well, obviously they're not going to pay for this. Uh, we might as well make best use of it. It looks like a great recording studio in there. And I've heard hair is great for sound. <laughs> it's a great sound dampener. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. So let's just start recording a podcast in there. Okay. Well, let's uh let's record Retro Blast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Brew. The only podcast that makes an entire opening skit over one stupid joke. That's right. Yeah. That is right, and we're proud of that. 
So, welcome to Retro Bliss, Trevor your weekly... Trevor, yes. That's you. That's me. You're, I'm Trevor. You're the weekly Trevor. I'm the weekly Trevor. I'm the weekly Johnny. You're yeah. the interrupter. That's right. And what did you have to say that's so important? I was just going to ask how you were. <laughs> oh. I'm okay. We, what were you going to say? Yeah. Let's not get that first. Well, I was just going to introduce our podcast. That's like a good idea. Actual professionals. Yeah, know. that's a good idea. We are a weekly uh-huh. game-by-game podcast covering games from the 70s, 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 80s, 80s and 90s. And the 90s. And uh, we sit down, play a game, let you know if it still holds up, or if you're just looking through nostalgic colored glasses. Or nostalgic. Yes. Now can I ask this important question? Sure. Trevor, as one half of, as some say, uh, the world's most definitive voices in retro gaming, uh-huh. how was your day? Well, I went to work last night, uh-huh. got up this morning, uh-huh. collapsed, and woke up feeling just totally gross. Okay. But I'm okay now. Does it get any butter? <laughs> We're going to tell the butter now? Let's do it. So before we started recording, yeah. um, we decided to order pizza. Yeah. Like it's, all men do yeah. who are should do better in their health. So, we ordered a giant pizza that's literally called a gut buster. So I promised my wife. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a good... Uh, Leading up to. Yeah. Don't worry, by the way, we're going to get to the game we're covering soon. Yeah, we promise. But this story's important. Unlike other podcasts, we will get to the point at some point. I promised my wife a few days ago that if I'm not healthier, you know, by Christmas, that's just the random date I set, that I would succumb to whatever plan she has for losing weight and getting healthier. <sighs> She's probably not going to let Johnny come over anymore. That's probably a good point. Every time he comes over when we record this podcast, we eat really bad. We're not good for each other. No, we're terrible for each other. <laughs> um, so we ordered, yes, as Johnny said, it's literally called the Gut Buster. That's the name of the pizza. From Buck's Pizza. Which so is really good. Free shout out. Sponsor us. Yeah. Um, you want to tell from your perspective what happened as I was trying to carry my trash to the trash okay. can? We had finished eating. Uh-huh. Trevor had smartly, after we already eaten half of this thing, taking the pizza upstairs. Uh, he came back down. And he was walking around, and the next thing I know, I turn around just in time to see him just screaming and making all kinds of weird noises. And I looked down, and he was looking on the floor, and I couldn't, because the pool table was in between us, so I didn't see what was in the floor. I just saw you looking down and screaming with your <laughs> Nintendo Switch laying on the, the pool table. I itself. just brought my Nintendo Switch down minutes before <laughs> just to show Johnny something. Yeah. But all I see is Trevor there just screaming and making all kinds of noises. <laughs> and I first thought you like just really stubbed your foot really hard into the pool table. Yeah. Because that's what it looked and sounded like. But nope, that wasn't what happened, was it? So they send this greasy hot butter in little cups with the pizza. It's disgusting. Which is a terrible idea. I should have never opened it. Because why do you need hot greasy butter with greasy pizza? <laughs> but I opened it, ate half of it. <laughs> And have my Nintendo Switch sitting there on the pool table. I never bring it downstairs. I just wanted to show Johnny something. The buttercup somehow magically <laughs> flipped off my plate and just like sprayed butter everywhere. It was this a mess. nasty liquid. If you ever had like a a sandwich that has uh, like oil and vinegar on it, the oil is just yeah. really hard to get out. Well, that's what this butter was like. I just saw it flying everywhere, and I think no. I screamed because I just knew I'd covered yeah. my switch. And not but, a not a roll inside. No. <laughs> But the switch was safe. It just took me a while to clean up this terrible, nasty mess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. my day was a little better. And by that, let me tell you this real quick. So, before I came over, I obviously wanted to take my monthly shower. Uh-huh. And as Thank I, goodness. And as I was in the shower, standing there, when the water was running down my nude, disgusting body, uh. <laughs> uh, I felt something at the bottom of my foot, right? And I'm in the shower. I don't like where this is going. I, I don't know the story, by the way. I made sure I didn't tell him until on air. This is all due to everybody. <laughs> so I felt something at the bottom of my foot. And I was in the middle of washing my hair. I had, I had shampoo in my hair. Uh-huh. So I couldn't just look down, right? All right. So I get my hair washed out. I was like, well, I guess I'll look down. I'm sure it's just a figment of my imagination. I look down, and there's a millipede trying Dude. to crawl out of the, <laughs> of the uh, drain. <laughs> oh. And what's sad is the first thought that went through my brain was, did that come out of me? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Because, you know, 
you hear that people can get worms. I mean, yeah. nothing get disgusting, but people can. Oh, no. So I quickly went on the internet and looked up... <laughs> This was my Google search. It says, oh my what do worms that are in people look like? <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't look a thing like this thing, because this thing had antennae coming from it, and those things did not. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure millipedes don't generally come out of people. I don't know if it was actually a millipede, but it's the first thing that yeah. it kind of looked like. It had antennae and everything, yeah. and it was trying to <laughs> crawl out. So I quickly watched that thing down oh, the sink God. the rest of the way. But that was my day. My first thought was, did this come out of me? Like, you know, that's, like a healthy person. That's really disgusting. And yeah. I'm half tempted to tell a similar recent story of mine. <laughs> just because you made me think of it. I really want, I want to get into the game. Do you think I should tell a story right quick? First? Yeah, I think you should. Let's get it all the way. I'm not going to give the details because I do respect our listeners a little bit. Yeah, I, I didn't. But um, my wife bought these. It's a certain kind of noodles. I think it's made from a cognac root, I think is what it's called. This is going great. Um, oh, I remember this. <laughs> they're just skinny. If you ever had ramen noodles, they're just skinny, long noodles. Yeah. I ate a bowl of them. They were hard to chew. They were okay. You know, they're healthy. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to give details, but after I uh, made a trip to the restroom. Right. Um, As this stuff naturally went through your body. I had an experience like you did, where I gasped out loud. <laughs> um, I thought I had it. Horrible, horrible case of worms. <laughs> Anyways, this is disgusting, and I apologize. But the, what I found out through a little research is the body does not digest the cognac root, so it comes out the exact same way it came in. You can't digest it, which is why it's diet food because you don't gain any calories from it. You just don't digest it. We're the greatest but podcast it was, in history. It freaked me out so bad. I'm not even kidding. We're the greatest virtual gaming podcast in history. I'm sorry, that was a way, way, way more disgusting start than usual. Well, let's talk about video games. You ready? Yeah. Alright, well, let's, first of all, we got a special announcement. Next month is the spooky, scary month, Trevor. Halloween. Halloween. That's right. It's Halloween next month, and we want to celebrate that, because why not? Why not celebrate the devil's day yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll even probably have the devil alone here or something like that uh, by that i mean i'll come up with some sort of satan voice or something and just <laughs> do something like that i'm sorry i went down that path yeah uh but <laughs> the question though is trevor how can we make this month special and we thought let's do some games that would fit how we kind of did this last year a little bit yeah we did a half-hearted attempt last yeah, year but we're gonna go all in this year yeah and this year, we're going to do some heavy hitters for this one, too. Mm-hmm. Should we go ahead and give away... Let's give away one of them. What do you think? One that we know we're going to cover, I think, you could give away. Okay. Well, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, let's give it away now. Give it away, give it away. Uh, let's do... We're going to do, of course, Ghost and Goblins. Yep. That's one of the big ones. Uh, it's a classic game. That's going to be one of the ones we cover. And then how many Tuesdays are in Halloween? I believe there's going to be five games we're going to cover for oh, Halloween. So, stay tuned. Uh, we may slowly... Troll out. Troll out. Is that troll a good route? Yep. That's troll what we out. do. We troll out. We troll out. Yeah. We're going to slowly troll out these games. And uh hope you guys are ready for it. It's yeah. going to be a spooky good time. We don't even know for sure all five games we're going to cover. We might leave a little bit of that up to the audience. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Depending on their choices. But uh yeah, so look forward to that. A new spooky game every Tuesday in October. Yep. Starting in October. The first Tuesday in October will be... Should we just say, let's do the first yeah. one, Ghost and Goblins? Yeah. Okay, the first one will be Ghost and Goblins for the Nintendo. Yep. So, let's get into it. Today. Today. We did not cover Hair Fortress. We did not cover Hair Fortress. We covered Air Fortress. We did cover Air Fortress. Which is a 1989 It Nintendo is a 1989 entertainment Nintendo. system. <laughs> Let me know when it gets old. Now. Okay. <laughs> it's an NES game from HAL Laboratories. Interesting. Uh, I found through deep, heavy research uh-huh. and or a quick visit to Wikipedia. That this game had a very limited release in 1987 in North America, with only 385 copies. It was like a test run. That's it's crazy. Really, That's really super weird. limited. Yeah. And then in 1989, they did a full release. I'm not sure if they were trying to gauge interest or what. We, we... I'm just going to stop you there, because the way you're laughing, I know it's bad. So to me, why didn't they just go ahead and release it in 87? Because it would have been more impressive a couple years earlier. Well, anyways, also, it's really that's. I mean, that's very limited. It's so limited of a number uh-huh. that we have more followers on Instagram than that. Just barely. Just barely. Yes. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Retro Blessed. Yep. So, uh, 1989. 
Hal Laboratories, who's, of course, most famous for Kirby, which is just a great, oh yeah, great classic. Series. I say most famous, but to be honest, they also <laughs> made the Super Smash Brothers series, which might have almost surpassed Kirby to some people, but I Kirby's number one to me. Kirby will will always be a big game for me. I loved yeah. Kirby, but you can uh, cannot deny how big Smash Brothers has gotten. Right. So, and also the Mother slash Earthbound series, which is a huge cult yeah. favorite. So, Hal Laboratories is is big news. Um, but this is a much earlier game than any of those I just mentioned. And let's just get into it. Do you want to describe the basic, what the game is? Well, let me say first, we usually, this is by far a lesser known game. Yeah. Uh, when we get into fan feedback, it was tough to get any because this is just not one many people have heard of. But I did have this game as a kid. Actually, I played this game many times before. And I actually really loved this game as a kid. So let's find out if today I still have those same feelings. I will say I was surprised you'd played this before because I I've not played it until years. I don't ago. even remember why I had it. I feel like it was a random game that was thrown in. There was a time where Nintendo games were like incredibly cheap. You oh, yeah. get like I a, got bags of them at times. Yeah, literally bags of them. So I'm yeah. thinking that's when I got it at some yeah. point because I know I didn't sort. I didn't like search it out or anything like yeah. that. Well, cool. So yeah, basically very cool. Uh, I'm glad you put that in there. Super cool. Air Fortress is a... Uh, How cool is it? Your face. It's okay. a side-scrolling action shooter slash adventure game. Think, um, well, basically, I'll just say it's got two parts to it. you got the spaceship shooter, which is like your R-type, a simple R-type type game. Yeah. And then you've got the action sort of exploration part. <laughs> which is which sort of Metroid-ish. Sort of like a slightly simplified Metroid. Yeah. Um, I think there's a fan feedback comment about that, but I, so I'll... I won't get into too much detail, but whoever it was that will read on the air soon <laughs> made a great point. It's sort of like they took a, a simplified R-Type and mixed it with a simplified Metroid, and that's pretty much what you got. Now, when we say simplified, we don't mean it's an easy game. No, not easy, just a little more straightforward. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, uh, you start off each level with the spaceship shooter part, and... I guess we're just we'll just talk about the gameplay in general now. Well, let's let's set up the game and what the game's about. What's the story of the game? The flow of this episode is amazing. It is great. The story of the game is basically that. Um, are you Hal? Is that your name or is that yep. The, yep. the pilot's name is Hal. Yep. Here's what happened because I remember this. Okay. <clears throat> uh, for some reason, these air fortresses started showing up, yep. and they're living things. These air fortresses are living things for whatever reason, and they start destroying everything in their wake for the most part. Right. Uh, we've thrown, I'm, I'm assuming humanity, it doesn't actually say, I don't think. There's a little short story you can see at the very beginning yeah. of it. We throw everything at these things and we can't take them down. But, uh, I'm assuming some scientists, maybe scientist Johnny, scientist Trevor had a hand in it. Yep. Built, a, I think they called it a light ship? Is that what they I called think it? so. It's a really small ship that only one person can get on. And Hal, the pilot named Hal, is the one selected to get on this ship. And that's the story. He's going to go through, and you got to blow up these air fortresses from the inside. And I have the actual cartridge sitting in front of me, and I love, I love this uh, cartridge. Yeah, the art's awesome. Uh, it's not completely accurate, but it does show you exactly what you're doing. It's- I will say that's probably the close, way closer than a lot of other games got. <laughs> it is because it shows the best part about the cartridge is it shows this giant floating air fortress, which sort of looks like an upside down city. The funny thing is, though, it shows a spaceship, and you see the little guy in the spaceship? Yeah. That's not, in the game... It's like you're flying with a rocket in your butt, basically. (laughs) It's almost like it's a motorcycle, but it's an airship. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. But yeah, so... Because you're the same size as your ship. Basically, in this first part, it's one-hit kills, but you get three lives during during the space shooter parts. It's one-hit kills, but you get three lives, and really your goal is to collect as many of these energy pellets as you can so you'll have more energy for the on-foot parts. Right. The spacesuit parts. And bombs. You, can, you need and bombs, bombs too. Yes. You collect both. So your energy meter is like a fuel tank, and when you're in the flight mode, it doesn't empty. Uh, your job is just to collect them. And, you, and if you survive that, then you enter the enemy air fortress, and your uh, health is really interesting to me, the way the, the difficulty works in this game. Your health is always counting down while you're moving, but mm-hmm. if you stand still, it'll fill back up. But every time you get hit, shot by an enemy or whatever, it'll go down permanently to a certain level. Right. So maybe you collected a thousand worth of energy. 
But if you get hit a few times, you might be down to 700 worth of energy. So yeah, if you it sit will still, lower the, it will lower up. your energy cap. Right. The best way to put it. Right. That's the on foot version part of yeah. it. You you pretty much fly to the part to get off of it. Yeah. And then get on foot and go through the inside of the thing. And the goal is to get to the giant center of it and to blow up that giant Which red is center. Very much mother brain. Like it's yeah. very. It is very Metroid influenced. Um, did Metroid come out before this one? The original did. Okay. Uh, there's some things in this that I don't know. That reminded me a little bit of Super Metroid, but this definitely came out before Super Metroid. But um, I've not played the original Metroid near as much as I played Super Metroid. But I know that the own foot parts are a lot like Metroid. Um, they even kind of go for a little bit of the atmosphere and stuff. Yeah. But it's definitely lighter. It's more just breezy than Metroid. Yeah. And while I'm saying when we say on foot, we don't mean you're just walking everywhere no, no, and it's no. a platformer. You're still kind of you can float. You're in a spacesuit. So you can kind of float in controls almost like you got jet propellers on. Right. And then you kind of got to maneuver that around things and enemies and shoot enemies at the same time with your gun or whatever that thing is It's like you called. have a jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't know, it's pretty cool because it's not like you get hit and you're instantly dead. Um, it's, it's you got to mix stopping and shooting and just moving forward. Yeah. Because when you stop, you can gain some health back or energy. Yes. But enemies will come at you all the time. There's all yes. kinds of them. There's a variety of them. The other thing that's really cool, though, is a lot of these inside these air fortresses is almost uh, it's almost like uh, you got to remember remember where you've been because you got to go to different parts of the ship and go back through. So, in other words, <clears throat> what I'm trying to say, and I'm doing a poor job uh-huh. of it, is once you kill an enemy on there, the enemy's gone yes. forever. So when you come back, it's not there again. Because sort of like Metroid, these uh, the space uh, suit jetpack areas do get more complex as you go. Yeah. And eventually, there's branching paths and everything. And so it's really good that the enemies stay dead because it can actually help you remember where you've been already. Yeah. Um, And I will say that the first two air fortresses, I think, were pretty straightforward and pretty easy, both the spaceship part and the space suit part. The third one provided some challenge. The fourth one, out of eight, which is as far as we made it, yeah. is where the challenge really just... Yeah, yeah it really ratchets it up. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know. I could yeah. tell. I thought you just dropped butter again. The, uh, I will yeah. say, I did, because I got to, pl- I played this a little bit on my own before I even came over to. Yeah. I put in, there are some cheat codes, it's just level select codes. Yeah. And I've seen all the levels, but all the cheat codes do is they let you get to the flying part of each one. So, wow. I didn't even get past some of those to even see what was on the inside. Yeah. And when I, on the few that I got to the inside on. I, was, I felt like I was only made it like to two two rooms before I was destroyed pretty quick. It really picks up, starting with the fourth level, the fourth Air Fortress, it really picks up. Yeah. I will say about the code I love, I told you I don't understand. For the NES games that when you put in a code, you know, it save, sort of saves your progress. Yeah. Why do so many of them make the code so long? Yeah. This is literally just four, it's four space, yes. it's either... Uh, it's it's four. four characters. Yes. Four either, and their characters are either numbers or letters, and that's it. That's I how love simple that. it is. Yeah. Like the first password was like one KAI or something like that. Yeah. It's so nice that I can continue my game at the fourth level with a simple four digit code. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Now I know there's games like uh, River City Ransom. River City Ransom. I know that they had to do a little more with that because it saves more than just your yeah. level. There's a lot going on. It there. saves all kinds of stuff. But for most of these NES games, it's only saving the level you're on. There's no reason the codes need to be long. And so I really appreciate the. Yeah. It, it makes the game better to me because I can continue from the fourth level with four simple letters input. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and as far as we could tell, the continues are pretty unlimited. Right. So, yeah, you can just keep continuing from yeah. the spaceship part. So, like, if you die in the second part in the Air Fortress, it does reset you back to the flying part. That's one thing you do need to know. That yeah. can get frustrating. Because the game, I assume it keeps getting harder and harder. The it does. fourth level is very tough. Um, I imagine that's just the start of the difficulty. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate that the first three areas are very beatable. So at least you can play some game if you're not a god, you know? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know how laboratories, mm-hmm. you know, when they later made Kirby? Yeah. I think Kirby was one of the most fair, fairly balanced Difficulty-wise, games on the NES. I think so. So I think they really tried to do a better job of that than some yeah. companies did. Yeah. To be honest, the Kirby series has actually become quite an easy series well, now. But. And also, 
there's not a lot of similarities between these two games, no. but one of them will be when you're on foot, how you kind of control is a little similar to Kirby. Yeah, it's it is a little bit because you're floating and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's oh, well, let's just go and say it because we're talking about control and everything. I think the gameplay is the strongest part about this game, which is yeah. a good thing to say because it just feels good. Yeah, the the spaceship parts are controlled very well. Yes, it's I guess you could say derivative of our type, but most side-scrolling shooters are derivative of our type a little yeah. bit. Um, but it feels very good. It's not as involved or maybe as good as our type, but it's it just feels solid. And I really appreciate uh, in both parts, but like in the spaceship part, they throw so many different kinds of enemies at you, and the, none of them look very interesting, but they all behave really differently. Yeah, they all behave differently. They all look differently. Yeah. And they all come at you in different ways. And as the game progresses, they'll start adding to their attacks, too. It really tests your abilities when the enemies that used to just float at you, now they start shooting at you you and going in groups right to you. Yeah. It's kind of impressive enemy patterns for NES game. I thought so, too. Um, And then the the spacesuit parts, the on-foot parts, also feel very good. It's, what is it? I think there's a game called Solar Jetman for the NES. I don't remember if it feels similar to that or not, but it's it's just fun wearing a jetpack and floating around. Yeah, but yeah, it's just solid. And solid it feels gameplay. and it feels easy to get the hang of it control wise. Yeah, which I think is very important because I really every time this is one of those games that I felt any time that I died that when I mean, the game gets hard, so it's that. But like it was a death that I did. It right. was it wasn't a cheap kind of a cheap thing. It was just. Like in the special of flying parts, when I crashed, it's because I flew it there. Right. It was because the game made me go there or something like that. Right. It feels very fair, even when it's yeah. hard. It really does. <laughs> I will say one part where I died uh, in the fourth Air Fortress. This, I feel like, th- this game is very influenced by Metroid, and I'm not doing that t- to tear it down. But, but it makes sense because I just looked up Metroid, came out. And 86 in Japan, 87 in North America. So it was a year ahead of this game. Okay. So that was a very, obviously, popular game at the time when this came out. But one thing it does that I think is sort of Metroid-inspired is that the enemies can really surprise you. Because I'd gone through this part, found out it was a dead end. It was the exit to the level, but I couldn't exit yet. So I went back, and these little orange enemies, the they kind of look like you. They're just little men in spacesuits that shoot. Oh, you. I thought you meant me as a me. No, not you as in you. <laughs> you as in your character. I, I soon I was getting insulted. No. <laughs> but anyways, I'd already defeated them. When I came back, they put on a gray spacesuit. Yeah. And they were stupidly hard. Yeah. Like they murdered me. So that was kind of weird and cool that this enemy came back with a vengeance. Yeah. Um. It's like it remembered that you had done that right. to either its brothers or to a former it or something. Exactly. I don't know. So all that being said, the gameplay is really simple. You have your basic shooting is all you can do in the ship. Yeah. And then when you're on the spacesuit, you can shoot or use your limited bombs. Right. And then there's a screen, screen clearing item you can collect. A screen clearing. Screen clearing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a invincibility uh, item. That lasts for a short period of time. Yeah, very short. Uh, the A shoots, B uses your bombs. Literally, yeah. and if pushing up and down when you're walking is what activates your suit. Yeah. Unless There's elevators everywhere you have to go up and down yeah. in. Um, so that being said, I think the gameplay is definitely the strong suit. The level design, which we're sort of crossing in the graphics, sort of. Well, let's go ahead and get into the graphics. I think the level design is solid, but I think the look of it is a little bit bland. I would agree with that. It looks, for its time, it looks good. Yeah, it is a fairly early NES game, or mid-range NES game. And honestly, game. for when it came out, I think the colors are pretty great. Yeah. They pop oh, yeah. out pretty well. Uh, the blacks are dark like they should be. Yeah. Um, but each fortress sort of looks similar to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, there's very little variety in how the fortresses look. Right. Uh, they might change, might be different colors and stuff, but the actual look of it is pretty similar. How this game really changes itself up is through the variety of the enemies and how the yes. enemies change and stuff like that. That's very true, because I remember when I was hitting about the third level, I was thinking, okay, the flight parts look pretty similar and the spacesuit parts look pretty similar. But then I started noticing the enemies are really what changed the game up. Yeah. Because you got to really be careful with what you're doing. I, I think 
what surprised me about this game is I appreciated it the more the more I played it because the levels do look kind of bland, but they never stop looking solid. Right. Like, they always look good. Um, I think what they did here, because this being really it was an 87 game was when they made it, I think what they did is they didn't go above and beyond their means. So instead of, you know, creating levels that are super varied and have all kinds of details and probably having all kinds of blinking and slow down, they just created something that looks solid and then runs really smooth. Yeah. And I think it works in this game. I would say so. And when we say bland, I don't think it's a knock on this game. No, samey is probably a better yeah. word. The levels are samey. Yeah. that's. I think it's a little better because bland feels a little more negative. Yeah. But it's, it definitely feels almost... You would say it would be repetitive. However, the enemies, I feel, they made so much different that I didn't feel the same. It just kind of looked the same. Right. The levels looked the same, but it didn't feel like it played the same. Mm-hmm. I think so. So... For me, the, graf- the graphics are not going to blow anybody away. No. But the more you play the game, I feel like the more I appreciated them because yeah. they work so well and they're solid. They never get in the way. I mean, just um, just on the if you just looked at this game but didn't know anything about it and didn't play it, you would think it looks like a little odd game. Yeah. It looks very odd. I mean, even the spaceship R-type sort of level, like you're literally, your body is on the ship, on top of the ship, yeah. you're riding the ship, and it almost looks like something's coming out of your b-hole. Because the way the ship is PG, I know, and or millipede. <laughs> I can't even. And, but but I will say also, this is going to be a weird comparison. But we just recently we did River City Ransom, uh-huh. and I've gone back and played that game many times since then. By the way, it's how great that game is. Go listen, yeah, go listen to that episode, please. Uh, it's. That game, if you ask me to describe it, and I think our, our buddy Mike, who was on there with us, had the best way to describe it would be personality. Yeah. That game has personality. And I feel this one does, too. It does, oddly enough. I think that's my takeaway from this, is I've rarely started out with the NES game thinking it looked kind of bland and meh. And then my impression just improved as I played it. Yeah. That's what happened here. I love the little guy, Hal. Yeah. I like I like him. I like the, the enemy's look. I'll say it bland at first, but you start to really appreciate him because like, oh, this little gray cube is back, but now he's got 10 buddies and they're shooting at me. Yeah. They're very different now. Um, Then you got those one enemies that dive at you, then they run away. You can almost never hit them. Yeah. It's just the enemies have personality uh, despite being various gray shapes, basically. Um, The, yeah, I think. It's hard to explain. This game has more personality than you would think just looking at screenshots. Yeah. That's that's what I came away from this game thinking is yeah. it's a different kind of personality than River City Ransom by far. They're two very different games. Yeah. But I would say each, if you ask me to describe each of those games, I would say it has a personality. And both of them, honestly, this is another way they compare, is that they're both, as far as you, if you ask me, are rare gems that aren't talked about near enough. Yeah. Especially this one. I mean, we haven't got the f- a fan feedback yet, but most of the people either hadn't heard of it or definitely have never played it. Well, despite the fact that I said I really liked the cover, there's probably nothing about it that would draw me to it as a kid. Because when I look at that cover, I think, oh, this is going to be one of those flight simulator type games or something. Yeah. And the screenshots, if I'd seen the screenshots in a magazine, I probably wouldn't have been that impressed. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, they made another Metroid. It's all clone. about playing it. You have to right. give this game a chance. Exactly. Um, that being said, that just leaves the music. Okay. This is, okay. Let me go first on this. I want to, I'm very curious what you think. I love the music on this game. There's three main musics, musics, tracks is what I should have said, uh, that play during it. And to me, all three are very catchy and I would be humming them afterwards many times, including today. I caught myself doing it when you were playing it. So I really, really love the music. The sound is just your normal uh, space shooter type sound. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, pew 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 pow pow, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the music, I loved it. The theme of this game is awesome, and I would mm-hmm. put this on any eight bit soundtrack for me personally. And I'm going to say the same thing I said about the graphics and the gameplay. It grew on me really rapidly. Like first thought, it's, it's solid music, but. Then I realized, huh, I'm on the fourth level and the music's not only not getting old, 
I'm starting to hear it in my head now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. The character the music really comes out as you play the game. I really enjoyed it, too. The You're right, that main thing. That's what plays in the spaceship. The right. shooter yeah. parts, right? Yeah, there's one thing that plays while you're doing the R-type sort of levels, and then another, a different track plays while you're inside the the fortress. And They're then both a, good. Yeah, both of those are very good. There's a, another track that plays when you get on your ship and trying to leave the fortress. Yeah. And I think there's another one. There might be a slightly different one that's in the menus and stuff. There's one that's like... That's how it sounds. I just did exactly. that perfectly. Yes. <laughs> the music's a lot of fun. I really like it. That's how it goes. It's almost <laughs> kind of epic. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, love it's it. really good. I really love it. <laughs> and it's, it's common for NES games to only have a few different tracks, but they really did it right with this one. Yeah. Um, I would say for an NES game from the era that it came out, yeah, this is a standout soundtrack. I, I would agree. And it's, to me, it's almost criminal how little this game gets recognized. Yeah. Because we had a hard time even trying to find old reviews of this game. Yeah, I never really found any, like from EGM or Nintendo Power. I don't know if they reviewed it or not. Yeah. Um. I'm really bad at the internet, though, so that could be part of it. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get into our final scores? No, uh, just, yeah, there's eight air fortresses, which means there's really 16 levels. Yeah. Because you've got the flight part and the suit part. Um, and you can continue progress with the code. And There's a lot of game here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a little tiny NES game, and it's got a lot of challenge. I would say probably on the very high end of challenge. Yeah. But it starts out slow enough that you can have some fun without dying. And it's got a great system of saving it. By that, it just gives you a little passcode for each yes, one. Yes. Which is great. If more NES games did that, they'd be easier to come back to now. Yeah. Because it's hard to play through a whole game now as an adult. Just life happens and patience yeah. doesn't happen. Yes. But yeah. yeah. Having time for it is a is an issue the older you get. Okay. So yeah. I guess, are we ready for our final scores? Sure. Then? All right. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I actually don't mind either way on this one. All right. You go ahead. So I don't want to oversell or overhype this game. But the thing that I want to point out is just how how much I enjoyed it more and more as I played it. That doesn't happen a whole lot for me with these simple NES games. A lot of times it's diminishing returns. But on this one, I'll just say my opinion started out because I bought this cartridge a while back. Um, pretty cheap, just because I thought it looked kind of cool when I was willing to give it a chance. And I thought, it's average. It's okay. I certainly got my money's worth. Um, but then when we replayed it today, I don't know, every level, I liked it a little more, a little more, a little more. Um, I think the graphics are very solid. What was sort of samey and bland to me at first became almost endearing to me. As the enemies looked familiar, but were a little bit different, it just, it kind of, was a good feeling. Um, I really like the music. The gameplay just feels right. You can tell that this is how laboratories, you know, getting their chops, so to speak. Um, as far as negatives, and there are negatives, the levels do look very similar. And although it is the NES, I always appreciate a game. For example, Contra. That has nothing to do with this game, but it just comes to mind. Every level in that game more or less looks different. Yeah. I appreciate a game like that. Yeah. Um, or heck, the original Mario Brothers. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of different types of levels. You don't really have that here. So I, I consider that a negative, although not as much of one as I thought at first. Um, the gameplay is very simple, but that's not a bad thing to me. The enemy designs, I love their movements, but their designs could be more inspired. Um, just the looks of them. Let's see. Other than that, there's not a lot of negatives. It kind of is what it is. It is very inspired by Metroid, but it's much more, I would say it's more action and less exploration, but I think as the game goes on, the levels get bigger and more sprawling. So I'm curious what the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th levels are going to be like, because the 4th level's already got multiple paths and things. (sighs) To me, a 5 is, you know, totally average. Not bad, not great. And that's where I was when I first played this game. But I think I'm going to land... I almost wanted to go a seven, which is like that mark. Once you hit that seven, to me, you're talking about a game that's like, you pretty much just got to give it a try. I'm going to go with 6.75 because I think this game is well above average. I think it holds up very well. I just don't think it was ever trying to be truly great. It was always, I might be totally wrong, but I feel like this game was designed to be 
fun and solid and was never trying to be the next Metroid or the next R-Type even. I think it was satisfied being a good game, and I think that's what it is. I think it's still good today. I'm going to go 6.75, very much above average, and very much worth checking out. And give it, I would say give it about 20, 30 minutes, because it took it took a good 10 or 15 before it started to click with me. Um, so I recommend it. I loved this game as a kid. I played it like crazy. One good thing I like about our show, just one thing, I don't like anything else about it, right? is that it will reconnect me with some games that I've forgotten about. This was one of those games. I'd forgotten all about this game. And as I started playing this, all these memories started flooding back to me. Oh, I remember this music. Oh, I remember this part in this level. Oh, I remember this. And I just realized how much fun this game is. And to me, it's still fun, which is the biggest thing for me when it comes to reviewing this game. Am I still having fun Mm -hmm. with this game today? And this one, for me, surpassed that. It was just as fun, if not even more fun, than I remembered. I hadn't put this much time in a game by accident in a while. Yeah. Before I realized that I'd played this game over an hour and didn't even realize it. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And I had stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the music is... I love it. If if anything, just look out for the music. If you're going to just find one thing, find the music. The music's great. But the gameplay is where this one truly shines. Mm-hmm. I think you're correct in the two games it really tries to borrow from, R-Type and... Metroid. I mean, there's right. no denying those things. Yeah. But I think it's its own thing. It is, yeah. I wouldn't say it copies them. I would say it's more of a... it. It's an homage or... It, it takes parts from them and becomes yeah. something else. Yeah, it doesn't just copy them and just tries right. to be exactly what it was. It takes parts of it and makes it its own thing, its own personality. Which, again, is how I would describe this game. It has its own personality. And those are the games, to me, at while I'm approaching my mid-30s that I really love and appreciate more than I ever did. Yeah. You gave it a 6.75. I understand why you didn't give it a 7, even though you were tempted to. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Because for us, 7 and up means those are games that you absolutely should play. Mm-hmm. Those are ones that you should definitely at least try once. Right. This one to me is going to be that, though. I'm putting. Yeah. I'm giving this a 7. That's the number I had in my head the whole time. Yeah. I'm putting it there. I don't feel bad about it. I think everybody should give this game at least one try. This game to me is, I see all the all the time on YouTube, you look up and people put these videos about hidden mm-hmm. gems of different systems. Yeah. This to me is a hidden gem. I don't know if any of those have ever covered this game, but I rarely ever, ever hear about this game. Mm-hmm. And I'd forgotten all about it until uh, I saw it on something and I was like, oh. And then I started playing it and then all it came back to me was, I played this before. And then all the memories started yeah. flooding in. I was like, oh, because Air Fortress, you just take the name, the title of the game by itself, Air Fortress, it's kind of, uh, okay. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, it could be whatever. Just Air Fortress. That's kind of a, like the level design is almost kind of bland in a yeah. way. But the game itself and personality is far from that. Do you know how much this game is going for now? So I remember I paid like five bucks and it's going for like seven, eight dollars on eBay. That's well worth it to it's me. It's absolutely worth it. Yeah, that. I think it's a steal at that price, to be honest. You know, I realized, even though they were goofy and ignorant in a lot of areas. Most areas. Our reviews, we, we try to cut it pretty straight. Um, and so for both of us, the 6.757 out of 10 range. Is good. Means this game absolutely holds up. And it's kind of a bargain for 7 bucks. Oh yeah, for sure. So I definitely recommend trying this. Uh, for under 10 bucks, to me, it's a steal. Yeah. Definitely Retro Bliss approved. Yep. Okay. Well, let's, you want to do some feedback now? Yeah. Let's do some feedback. We didn't get a lot. <laughs> wow. What do you got? I got feedback. We need new music. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a lot of feedback for this episode. Because nobody's heard of it. Or they've never played it. I think the two reasons are nobody's heard of us and nobody's heard of this game. Uh, yeah. Well, um, no. <laughs> two, strikes, two strikes against this poor game. <laughs> so on Instagram, I actually didn't get any feedback. Oh, no. Sorry. On Facebook, I didn't get any feedback. Yeah, for goodness. Professional podcaster over here. So go to Instagram. Yeah. Follow RetroBlist. And you'll see a post almost every day from the Shire, which is the game room where we record here, 
aka the basement. Uh, go to Facebook and you'll see different kinds of posts and things. But on our Instagram page, I posted if anybody have any memories of this game. Warp Zone Graphics. A buddy Mike. Mike, who we were on the River City Ransom episode with. He said he remembers the box art, but never played it. He had to look it up online. <laughs> it looks like... It looks like R-Type and Metroid had an inferior child. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. Well, well, inferior inferior is a weird word. I think a lot of people will take that as a negative. However, I kind of see what he's saying. And in a way, it's true. It's But I yeah. would... I'm going to tell Mike he needs to try to play this game. I, I was thinking when he posted that, that that's... More prophetic than he might realize. Yeah. Because to me, it's literally true. Well, literally is the wrong word. Yeah. It is like... It's the first time we used it today. An inferior child <laughs> of Metroid and R-Type. But inferior has such negative connotations. It's only inferior because those those games are pretty great. Or amazing. And this one's simply yeah. quite good. Yeah. So... But I still I still say he needs to play this game. Absolutely. I think yeah. he'll enjoy it. Uh, so, Mike, check it out. Um... <laughs> Toby Rutu said old game uh-huh. that's true it is an old game well they're not lying nope MJ's game room said he's never seen that game before but it looks cool Jerry Terrifying said it's a great game he got this in a NES lot and he played it not knowing anything about it loved it I can't believe this isn't more well known exactly that's, yeah. yeah yep that's what I've been saying totally agree so thank you guys I know not I don't <laughs> I guess only one person that actually played it Jerry Terrifying yeah I thought he was going to say, I know not what you do, but... <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> I'm getting... <laughs> I, I'm getting pizza advertisements on my Instagram, I think, because I was just looking up pizza. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It knows us too well. So, so thanks, guys, for the comments. I think it's time for a break mm-hmm. of the commercial variety. I don't know what you're going for there, but what we should do is have a commercial right here. Okay. All right. Are you really good at video games? And are you ready for some real action? Then you're ready for Air Fortress America, the game that hits you against awesome firepower. And it hits these of airlocks, passageways, and corridors where you blast and dodge danger at every turn until you destroy the power reactor. Then get out before it blows. Selected for the 1990 Nintendo World Championships and now available for $49.95 plus postage and handling by calling OMLC at 800-468-5354. Order now and receive game plus t-shirt and Air Fortress posters. Don't delay. Visa and MasterCard accepted. Call 800-468-5354 now. Wow. Aren't you glad I had that idea? Yeah. That was my idea. Not yours. Yes. You know what's another idea of mine? What no. if we do a segment where we kind of ask each other questions? And we can call it, I don't know, the Blitz Quiz. to go first on the bliss quiz all right well what i did for this is you were lazy you already told me that i did all three of these are on imdb i'm going to name a movie for each question and you oh, got to tell me no, i hope you didn't find the same one i did because that's one of my best questions and you're going to tell me what you you think that well if we got the same one then i don't know what to tell you <laughs> all right the first one all these have the word air in them okay good okay the first one is called the air up there it came out in 1994. Side note, I've actually seen this movie because you'll you'll know why. Uh, Jimmy Dolan is a college basketball coach who wants okay. a big promotion. To get it, he needs to make a dramatic find. He ends up deep in Africa, hoping to recruit, I always say his name wrong, Saleh, I think that's how they say it, a huge basketball prodigy Jimmy glimpsed in a home movie. But Saleh is the chief's son and has responsibilities at home since the tribe's land is threatened by a mining company with its, with its own hotshot basketball wow, team. Wow, that's so 90s. By the way, the mining company had its own basketball team, because that makes sense. Oh right? my goodness. Uh, of course, it's out of 10. Uh, there is 7,659 votes. Uh, Kevin Bacon is in this movie. Oh. Uh, he's the main character in I it. I kind of want to see this. Uh, I'm trying to give you some trivia here. 
It's a comedy family sport movie. I could have guessed that. Okay. It's uh it's in English. Huh. Uh Okay, I'm going to read you one of the quotes from it. Okay. It's Jimmy. I want to, Jimmy goes, "Sister, you're allowed to kiss." Then the sister says, "Only if I really mean it." Oh. By the way, the sister's a nun. To make it a little better. Oh gosh. She kisses him. I remember that. Scene. I don't know. This movie sounds kind of messed up in a way. Nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. I don't want to change your change your score. What you're thinking. But when I was a kid, I loved this movie. <laughs> Time for me to go down more lower than what I was thinking. <laughs> I want to guess. This might be too low. I'm 4.9. You're wrong. 5.5. Uh, 5. Uh, okay. You were close. I was going to give it to you if you get within 0.2, but you didn't. Okay, I didn't. All right. Your first question. And actually, uh, I thought this was pretty cool. What does HAL stand for? Oh, the, the company that the made, company this made it. Okay. Yep. Is it each letter being one letter ahead of IBM? <laughs> Is it Halt All Laziness or Horoshimi Animoko Laboratory? What was the first one? Each letter being what? Each letter is one letter ahead of IBM. HAL. Halt All Laziness Horoshimi Animoko Laboratory. Mm, halt all laziness. No. Dang it. Is it the first one? I, yeah, it is. I, I tried to find a way to word it to not make it obvious. So, how laboratories said they always want to be one step ahead of IBM. That's pretty great. Which is funny because IBM <laughs> really isn't really in the game business, at least not anymore. No. But so, yeah, H it comes before I, A before B, and L before M. Hal and IBM. Well, yep. All right, Trevor, number two. Your number two movie is called Airbud. Oh, yeah. It came out in 1997, and it just randomly has to do about basketball. I'm sorry yeah. that it's another basketball movie, but the word air is in it. It was another movie I loved as a kid. Uh, a young boy and a talented stray dog with an amazing basketball playing ability become instant friends. Uh, re- rebounding from his father's death, 12-year-old Josh Fram moves with his family to a small town in Washington. The new kid in town, Josh, has no friends and is too shy. And then the dog shows up. Have you seen this movie? I don't think I have, but I feel like I have just because I've seen so much about it. Yeah, this is one of my all-time favorite movies as a kid. Uh, it came out in 1997. It's a Disney film. I think it hmm. is, anyway. I remember it being a Disney film. I could have just made that up. Uh, it is... Uh, That's good enough. Unless you had some The happy on. face that Josh draws on Bud's cardboard doghouse changes appearance right after he finishes drawing it. That's a goof up. Huh. So, Trevor, Airbud, 1997. It's a 98 minute movie, PG, comedy drama family. Uh, if I get within point two, I get it right. Yep, 13,877 people rated this film. I'm going to go 5.8 because I feel like it can't be over a six, but I feel like it might be in the high fives. 5.1. No! Oh. <laughs> That's more what I thought it possibly maybe deserved, but I didn't want to judge it too harshly. I would have given this a, a 6.8 easily at least. I think wow. it's a good movie. Still holds up today. I saw it not too long ago. Well. Okay. <laughs> so your second question uh-huh. is my IMDB question. Okay. But I got a little creative with it this time. All right. So I'm going to read you a short synopsis from a movie. All right. It's a 1958 film. <laughs> um, uh, I believe it's a Japanese film. And you have to just guess the name of the movie. Okay. And I'm going to give you three choices. This sounds easy and simple enough. It is. So the synopsis... Lured by gold, two greedy peasants escort a man and woman across enemy lines. However, they do not realize their companions are actually a princess and her general. And this movie was rated 8.1 with 26,320 ratings. Goodness. So all of a sudden, there's a movie I want to see. Yeah. But, based on that very brief generic synopsis, you have to guess the name of the movie. (laughs) Okay, that's easy Is it A, The Hidden Fortress, B, Fortress in the Sky, or C, to err is misfortune. Would you like those again? B. Fortress in the Sky. Nope, but good guess. It was the Hidden Fortress. Ah, I knew it wasn't that third one. So Fortress in the Sky was my little play Well, we're both over on, two so far. My little play on Air Fortress. All right, Trevor, your last one. If you get this, you need this just to have a point. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, I've not got anything? Your nope. question's hard this time. We're both zero to zero. All right. All right. 
the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, of course, starring Will Smith. The thing I probably skyrocketed. Here's something I actually have seen. All right, the episode. I'm going by an episode oh, though. Oh, that's called, so random. Yep, it's called. The title of the episode is "Granny Gets Busy." Hey. It came out on October seventh of 1991. Uh, here's the synopsis. Philip gets upset when he sees his mother spending time with a new man. Oh. The kids bet each other that they can't do something the other six would normally do. In other words, like right. you know, like a man can't do what a woman can do, or a woman can't do what a man can do, yeah. kind of thing. All right, Trevor, 224 people have rated this episode out of 10. Mm-hmm. What was their score averaged? This is going to be hard to beat you. i got to give it a point, too. This might help you. Okay. All right, during breakfast, the levels of orange juice in the pitcher changes between shots. Oh, wow. So there's, there's a go. flaw. Okay. Yeah. What if they just drank it off camera? Anyways. <laughs> um, shoot. Yeah, within point two, you win. Six and a half. Uh, 7.4. Good grief. Here's a side note. I was trying to find the worst episode that was rated. All these were rated at least, that I saw, were at least seven and up. <laughs> I want to go back and watch that show. It might not hold up at all, but yeah. I want to find out. Side note, the guy who played Philip. A, a.k.a. Uncle Phil, yeah. also did the voice of Shredder in a cartoon that we loved, the Ninja Turtles. Really? Yep, that's a true story. I would never have guessed that. Yep. So your third question. Uh-huh. Some might say the best question of the Bliss Quiz today. I would doubt that, but go ahead. It's also your only chance to win the Bliss Quiz today. Okay, that is true. So which of these is not a HAL-developed game? Okay. A. Eggerland. B. Famicom Grand Prix 3D Hot Rally. That's a mouthful. C. Family Computer Hacky Sack Star. Well, they don't know how to just name something simple, do they? No. Nope. Like Air Fortress. D. Adventures of Lolo. Oh, there's more than one? There's five. Ah. E. Daydreaming Davy. Which one did they not? So, which is not a how developed game? Would you like better to know? Better not be that Daydreaming Davy because I still have nightmares of that dumb game. Uh, Would you like them one more time? I'm not going to remember them because their names are long. Eggerland. I remember Lolo is one of them. Famicom Grand Prix 3D Hot Rally. <laughs> Family Computer Hacky Sack Star. You say these like they're easy words to say. Adventures <laughs> of Lolo. Daydream and Davy. I don't want to go with heart and hope it's not Daydream and Davy, and I want to pick that. So I could have helped you out and said that four of these games they developed, and the one they didn't is not even a real game. I made it. Uh, so Daydream and Davy, they definitely did. So they did Lolo, too. And I think I remember talking about that in that episode. It kind of surprised me. But I also remember saying there was some quality to that game, just a lot of bad decisions. So I felt like maybe just they just weren't trying very hard. Uh-huh. Adventures of Lolo is a very cool game we're going to have to play for this That's show. That's one I've definitely heard of. Uh, they did that. So uh, my favorite name was Eggerland. That was a 1985 puzzle game. Okay. And Famicom Grand Prix 3D Hot Rally is a real game they developed. Family Computer Hacky Sack Star I just made up. So. Yeah. So, uh, neither one of us got a question right. That was terrible. Yep. Has that ever happened before? Probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, those of you fans who are keeping tally, you don't have anything to add this time. Yeah, we made so. it real easy for you. Yeah. So, that's been Air Fortress for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Again, we want to say next month will be Halloween month with a spooky-themed game that we're going to be playing for each week. Yep. Of the month of October, starting with Ghost and Goblins for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, of course, uh, join us during this spooky time. Uh, I'm sure you'll get scared, probably more so by our just how we are as human beings than by anything actually scary. Trevor's looking something up now. I don't know what he's doing. He's just doing so, this in the middle of things. Uh, yeah, I probably should admit this because it's a cred, street cred thing. I always confused Ghosts and Goblins and Ghouls and Ghosts. I couldn't remember if the NES one went by Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins, but we've been saying it right. Yeah, Ghosts and Goblins. I just admitted that I didn't know for sure. Okay. Ghouls and Ghosts was the Super Nintendo one, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember why they changed the name of it. I guess just for the sequel. Anyways, yay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, by this, they're obviously going to listen because look how excited we are about yep. it. It's going to be a really terrifying time. If you thought... What's something that's scary? If you thought... Hair Fortress. If you thought Hair Fortress was scary, (laughs) uh, hold on to your pants because you're going to be peeing in them after you listen to this episode. Hey, Johnny. Yes. Do you hear footsteps upstairs? Is your your wife home? No, she's not home yet. Uh... Wait. Why does it sound like they're coming this... towards the basement door? uh, Uh-oh. Did you lock the door? 
No, I had it open so we could hear the pizza guy. Do you, uh, do you hear? Do you hear that? Why? Why is the air getting really cold in here? Because it's like we're right under it. Oh, it's a ceiling fan. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, well, mm-hmm. well, I guess uh, go play Air Fortress, guys, or and ladies and cats and dogs and kittens. Just turn it off. I don't want to leave anybody out. Turn it off. <laughs>